Hello and welcome to the Jackson and Peck Financial Group podcast. My name is Daryl Peck and with me I have my business partner Christian Jackson. We're very excited about this month's topic titled How to Budget in Retirement. As you approach retirement, it is easy to become fixated on the magic number, a pot of money large enough to allow you to retire more financially independent without outliving your savings. But figuring it out, whether you can afford to retire, requires math, not magic, along with a thoughtful analysis of how you plan to spend your time and money. This podcast we will help you come up with a realistic estimate of how much money you will need to retire confidently. Plenty of online calculators will help you figure out whether you can afford to retire based on the amount of money you will need to replace a specific percentage of your income. A popular rule of thumb, for example, suggests that you should plan on replacing 75 to 85%. But this guideline is deeply flawed. During their early years in retirement, many retirees can end up spending as much as or more than they did when they were working. However, if you are able to move to a lower cost area or stop supporting adult children, your living expenses could drop in retirement. When you retire matters too. If you retire before 65, for example, you will need to figure out how much to pay for healthcare before you're eligible for Medicare. To come up with your own magic number, you need to figure out how much you will spend in retirement, which means coming up with a comprehensive retirement budget. Only then can you determine whether your savings and other sources of income are sufficient to finance the lifestyle you have envisioned. You will also need to estimate how long your money will need to last. You may have heard of the 4% rule, which some consider a withdrawal strategy for a 30-year retirement that might include a bear market and periods of high inflation. Under this rule, you withdraw 4% from a diversified portfolio in the first year of retirement and adjust the amount annually by the previous year's inflation rate. For example, with a $1 million portfolio, your first year's withdrawal would be $40,000. But this strategy will not help you much if a 4% withdrawal rate will not cover your cost of living expenses. Once you've worked out of your retirement budget, once you've worked out your retirement budget, determine whether a 4% withdrawal rate combined with other sources of income, such as Social Security and a pension, if you have one, will be sufficient enough to pay the bills. If not, you may need to save more, work a few more years, or both. That is a sobering thought, but this exercise can also be liberating. You may determine that a 4% withdrawal rate will provide more than enough money for a financially independent retirement, with some left over for your heirs. Several studies have shown that many retirees are worried about running out of money and they are unwilling to spend their savings, even if they've accumulated a substantial nest egg. Here's how to break out of this inertia. You may find that you can afford to book that dream cruise after all. Step one is to figure out how much you're spending now. You may have a vague idea of how much you're spending based on how much is left over from your paycheck every month. But do you really know how much of your paycheck goes towards groceries, gas, movies, and all of life's other necessities and non-necessities. Now is the time to get a handle on the cost of your lifestyle. Go through your credit card and bank statements and track all of your expenses for the past three to six months. Do not overlook expenses that occur quarterly or biannually, such as property taxes. You can enlist tools such as Mint.com to get a breakdown of spending categories, and some credit and debit card providers will also categorize your expenses for you. Review your pay stubs to plug in the amount you pay for health insurance premiums, retirement savings, and state and local taxes. The more specific you can be, the better. 
use a software program, spreadsheet, or worksheet to list your expenses. Step two, back out expenses that will decline or disappear. Once you retire, you will no longer contribute to a 401k or other workplace retirement plan, so that expense will go away. Even if you contribute to a health savings account through your job, that expense will go away as well. Once you sign up for Medicare, you can no longer contribute to an HSA, but you can use the money in your account to pay for any unreimbursed health care costs. If you plan to pay off your mortgage, that is a large line item that you can remove from your budget as well. Although you will still need to plan for property taxes, homeowners insurance, and maintenance. You can remove health insurance premiums deducted from your paycheck, but be prepared to add back costs for health care, even if you are Medicare eligible. Some retirees still have adult children on the payroll. That is, they are providing financial support either directly or indirectly. That can complicate your estimates of how much you will spend in retirement, especially if you plan to cut them loose after you stop working. Step three is to figure out the cost of your retirement lifestyle. Give some serious thought to how you will spend your time and money once you stop working. The first few years of retirement, ages 65 through 70, for example, is the period when many retirees are still in good health and eager, eager to do all the things that they did not have time to do when they were working. Even if your dream retirement involves staying close to home, working in the garden, your heating or air conditioning bill will probably go up because you'll be home all day. You may also decide that it is high time to renovate your kitchen, which you will be using a lot more because you'll have more time to cook. Step four, get a handle on healthcare expenses. The average Medicare beneficiary spent more than $5,400 in out-of-pocket costs for healthcare in 2016. That's according to the Kaiser Family Foundation. But this total includes spending on premiums for Medicare Part B, prescription drugs, supplemental insurance, and other costs. If you retire before age 65, the cost for health insurance premiums, along with deductibles, can be steep. You can stay on your employer's health insurance plan for up to 18 months under the federal law known as COBRA, but you'll have to pick up the entire premium, not just the percentage you paid as an employee. On the plus side, you'll be able to stay the same employer network you had while you were working. Your human resources department can tell you how much of your how much you will pay under COBRA. Do not forget to factor in deductibles and other out-of-pocket costs. And another option is to go out and buy your own insurance policy independently either through healthcare.gov or directly with the health insurance carrier. Step five is do not forget about taxes. The tax code offers some perks for seniors. If you're 65 and older, for example, you can claim an additional $1,300 for your standard deduction, but you factor in a drop in your tax bill, your budget could fall short. All the pre-tax money you have dutifully socked away in traditional IRAs and 401k plans will also be taxed at your ordinary income tax rate when you take it out. Most pensions are also funded with pre-tax income. Depending on your other income, a portion of your Social Security benefits may be taxed as well. And do not forget about state taxes. Some states exclude some or all of your retirement income from taxes, but others tax everything, including Social Security benefits. If, like most pre-retirees, you have a combination of taxable and tax-deferred accounts, it is worth sitting down with us to discuss the most efficient way to withdraw money from your various accounts. Step six, adjust for inflation. Many people have grown accustomed to low inflation over the past decade, but that could change. 
And even if the overall inflation rate remains low, healthcare expenses have historically risen much faster than the rate of inflation. When calculating living, when calculating cost of living, some experts recommend 2%, but as much as 10% for health-related expenses. Step seven, do not forget an emergency fund. Numerous studies have shown that Americans fall short when it comes to putting aside money for emergencies, but keeping a well-funded rainy day account is even more important once you retire. Step eight, expect changes in expenses as you age. During the early years, many retirees spend as much as they did before they retired, if not more. But once they reach their mid-70s, and this will vary, of course, depending on health, many hit years where they're less active, which means they spend less, and may downsize to a condo or a smaller home. Retirees spend less on food as they grow older, but unfortunately, that decline in spending does not last because during your last years in retirement, your expenses will likely rise to cover health care. Step nine, once you have retired, review your expenses once a year. That way you can determine whether you are spending more or less than you expected and adjust withdrawals from your savings accordingly. You can also adjust your projections to account for changes in your circumstances. If you spent less than you estimated, congratulate yourself and make a gift to charity or start planning that vacation. With that, we thank you all for listening in and to view other podcasts, please visit our website at jacksonpeckfg.com and be sure to follow us on all other social media outlets. Christian Jackson is a registered representative of and offers securities through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., and Daryl Peck is an investment advisor representative of and offers securities and investment advisory services through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member of FINRA, SIPC, Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., the information presented is not intended as tax or financial advice, and you are encouraged to seek advice from your financial professional. Jackson Peck Financial Group is located at 121 South Main Street, Kewanee, Illinois, 61443, phone number 309-761-8139.